0: You're listening to a Time Machine podcast. Old Movie Time Machine, an adventure through time and or space. Welcome back to Old Movie Time Machine. Woo-hoo! It's summer vacation. We're on sabbatical. We're just we're. But we're we've rising. been watching
1: the movie.
0: Yeah, that's the thing is we've been kind of getting back in touch with. Well, we're also at the airport. Please enjoy these. Uh, that's a prop plane. It sounds like. Uh, but we've also been getting in touch with our current times. We spent so much time in the goddamn 40s, 50s, and 60s that we have to check in with our own culture, the culture that our people. We have to gaze into the mirror uh, of of art from our world. So, that's what we've been doing. Now, we've been talking new movies. So, right. the biggest one that we saw recently would be Oppenheimer. Like Everybody's talking about the Barbenheimer combo that you must do. The only person in this virtual room we are in now who's completed it that I am aware of it's Richmond Ike. That so, is true. congratulations to you.
2: Ooh. I gave in to peer pressure.
0: Yep, you fell for the marketing ploy. I did. It worked successfully. We were talking about this earlier. It was a good ploy, right? Like it was the,
2: a great ploy. And I, I mean, I wonder, how intentional versus it just kind of happened. But it was,
3: it worked out. Yes, like, yes. So Are we you talking about Barbie being intentional? I think it's no,
2: to like. Be. The um, the fact that they both like the marketing campaigns oh. around both of these movies being released around the same time.
3: Who oh. made them? Uh,
2: that's what a good studios? question.
0: Uh, Oppenheimer was Universal, I think. and I don't know what I Barbie was. I think
2: Barbie was Warner Brothers.
0: I, I th- oh, yeah, probably. So like different studios, but they I think it yeah. just became clear when they were releasing to total different market segments in the same weekend that this would be good for everybody. Like people were talking about it anyway, and they just kind of Took advantage of it. So it
3: helps that it was also a bunch of really attractive people like Killian yeah, well, Murphy. Oh my and- God. Hey. <laughs> oh, you're talking. Oh, yeah. And Mario Robbie. Uh, also, hey.
0: Florence Pugh. Hello. Also,
3: hate. I, okay. Um, so we run the gamut here. If I haven't seen I want Blunt, one, too.
0: Emily Blunt. Oh, yeah, so Carolyn, you are you are Barbenheimer free at this point, but you don't mind if we talk a little oh bit God, about no. it, right? No,
3: I mean just, I've certainly seen enough news, and I've already formed an opinion of most likely enjoying both as long as I can be at home in my jammies to do so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, just so just to catch you up, I don't know if you're aware. Spoiler alert: they did build the bomb, and it did work. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, just know had, that
3: uh, I heard some pretty big, you know, impact.
0: Yeah, among the biggest. <laughs> um, so the spoilers, all spoilers all the time moving forward, listeners. So we'll we'll shout out the names of what we're talking about, and then you will have to decide if you want to fast forward. Don't turn it off. Just fast forward to the mm. next bit. Um, so Shrishma, let's talk Barbie, first of all. Let's just get it out there. Right. Thumbs up, thumbs down, plastic or otherwise. How do you wanna how do you wanna tell us about Barbie? What would you tell us? Mm. We're asking you.
2: I mean, I like Barbie. I would give it one thumbs up
0: out of, out of, out of, two, out of two thumbs up because
2: <laughs> we have two. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My
2: fault. It's okay. Yeah. Um, only because it was a good movie. It was unexpectedly like better than I. It was better than I expected it to be. Uh-huh. But I felt it was so on the nose, and I, you know, feminism is not even the right word. It was very just on the nose, like messaging to women. Um, which I get.
0: What's the message?
2: Um, you know, yeah, follow your own path. You don't need to be tied down by you know the the stereotypes and the okay. limitations that society puts on women. Um, is this represented break through the barriers and you know find yourself kind of situation?
0: The limitations is it represented? As a symbol by their like inability to move their bodies, right. that kind of thing. I mean, thing? like,
2: it's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's basically like there's Barbie land and then there's the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in Barbie land, they believe that they've, um, broke, created a good life for women in the real world okay. because they've broken all the stereotypes that, you know, women should do or can be. Okay. But then she goes into reality and realizes, you know, it's not really true. Like, you know, women aren't as free as, They were like they had in their mind, and then she's uh, it's kind of calm. It's kind of dumb now that I'm explaining it. So like they're linked (laughs) to like the Barbies in Barbie Land are linked to their owners in the real world. So the owner was having like some bad thoughts, so she started um, imbibing those feelings that her owner was having in the
0: real world. Interesting. So there's like a Toy Story aspect to (sighs) it too. Okay.
2: Yes. Uh, but the whole thing with, like, Barbie, like, for me personally, like, Barbie never held the space of a symbol of, you know, um, being free and living, you know, living your dream and like, right. oh, I saw Dr. Barbie, so I wanted to be a doctor. Like, Barbie was a toy and I used to pull her head off and <laughs> draw on her.
3: Um, I'm right it? there with you, Church yeah. Mom. I did not... <laughs> Barbies were not my thing, even though Grandma's Zappa uh, desperately tried to get me interested in them, and no. I
0: refused never. to play with them. <laughs> yeah, like they weren't around. I don't remember them being around when we were growing that's because
3: up. Because I didn't have any. Well, that's
0: what I'm saying. I mean, it's well, like, I mean it just okay. wasn't a part of. So I don't know, Carol. What do you? Did you have any interest when you heard that? Like, oh, they're making the Barbie movie. Were you like finally, Catherine? Oh God, same no. for you. Were you like finally, <laughs> Catherine? You love a good Barbie, right? You have Barbies in the UK. <laughs>
4: Uh, yeah, but I I didn't ever have one for simple. I It was just not a thing. I was not interested. I was more yeah. of a tomboy and interested in climbing trees than anything else. Um, so I didn't really fit into that um,
3: target audience. I mean, the three like of us content. are probably not a good representation yeah. of yeah of, of impacted yeah.
2: most by it. But what kind of like bugged me about the whole movie? Like they're trying to say you know that there's this element of you know the world is just a capitalist society that that's mm-hmm. driven by money and all of this stuff where in essence that's exactly what you know in in our reality that we live in. like the sales for Barbie would have like shot up. So it's yeah. all just one you know big marketing scheme for Mattel right. So it's very counterintuitive to the message that they were trying to send in in the movie. Um, and then they tried to make it seem like Margot Robbie wasn't good looking or something like that. Like, you know, what? she was, as she was becoming humanized, she oh. was losing her good looks, which like,
0: okay, come on guys. Oh, yeah, she's a monster. Right. So. <laughs> uh, well, so this raises a good point then, uh, an issue to, de- to debate if the product is preaching a good message, a healthy message, but is still behaving in an antithetical way to that message. Is it still worthwhile? Like, what's the math on that? Is it is I mean, it better than it didn't exist dollars. at all? Or does it? Yeah, okay. So it reached a lot of people. So it's connecting with an audience clearly. If the audience leaves that very commercial experience with that message and takes something away from it, does that make it okay?
4: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I I haven't read an awful lot about it, but I you know there's like clickbait headlines around how mm-hmm. Barbie is. You know, uh, women went to see it with their partners, and then they're realizing that they're in a toxic relationship, and they're breaking up. And I don't know whether that that, that
0: that, really—that that's really happening. There's a spate of that. People,
2: yeah. I've I've also read um, these messages, and that's the thing. I don't know if it's that good of a movie that will cause like fundamental change in the way or or my outlook in life. Mm -hmm. Um, The way people are portraying it to me like groundbreaking and blah, blah, blah. It's just a fucking movie about a doll which was um, (laughs) semi-entertaining. Summed it up in one
0: right there. One line reviews. for (laughs) Fucking movie about a doll.
2: Um, (laughs) And I'm sure Mattel just, you know, their sales have just skyrocketed.
0: Yeah, everybody's making a lot of money. I'm sure there will be a sequel. There's no doubt going to be a whole Barbie There's verse Apparently now, right? there's
2: a whole Mattel verse where yeah. they're going to come out like all the different toys that they've made. Like, oh my God. Okay. With really? Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I, I would. So
2: just crunching the money making machine, which is, you know, I actually think the opposite of the message in, if you actually listen to the movie.
3: I will say, I think one of my favorite like real or TikTok reviews that I saw. And uh, I was kind of like, well, right, let's get to the consumerism as we're talking about. Right. It was a woman that was saying, and I'm sorry, I'm not citing her because it was insightful. uh, But she said, of course, we're attacking a female driven, female directed movie that's going to generate sales like crazy Mm. for Mattel. But we don't attack Star Wars, Marvel, Marvel. Blah, 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 you know, like, and went through and kind of named them all. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that right there. But that's not the
2: message that none of those movies are trying to sell the message that you shouldn't, you know, like, anti consumer message or like, mm. you know, this world is, you know, we're also consumed with buying and, you know, um yeah. Like, you know, that's not the message in any of these other movies where, like, that is one of the messages in Barbie. Like, yeah.
0: so. That's a fair point. I mean, it's not like Darth Maul shows up on screen. And takes out that double-edged lightsaber and says, this is cool, but it's not. Don't worry about it. You don't need right. one of these. Right. Don't don't be like me. Well, of course I want to be like you. That's awesome. What right. you have is awesome. Can I buy that? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, right. So that's in- interesting that they chose that route, I guess. I'm a little. Yeah, I
2: mean, I'm not saying that was the main message. It was one of the messages. But yeah, I mean, if little girls watch the movie and they're empowered to, you know, Stand up for themselves. Yeah, sure.
0: Do you feel like it's empowering? Do you feel like it would be effective? I don't
2: feel it was... Like, I just didn't see it as a... I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel empowered by watching this movie.
0: I just wonder about this issue of, like, diluting powerful messages. Like, say, in this case, uh, anti-consumerism or uh, feminism, something like that. Like, it's kind of, like, watered down for the masses, right? Like, it's an easy... Uh, delivery of this message through beautiful people and Mm -hmm. jokes and everything. It's still doing something, right? Like I still like the net effect is positive. Right. That's
2: what I'm saying. Like, just because it wasn't, I didn't feel it that way. Clearly there were people who did. And if that causes them to take positive steps in their life or brings a positive outlook to their life, then yeah, Mm I'm too I to say (laughs) no.
0: (laughs) Virtual friends, any comment?
4: Yeah. I mean, if someone Uh, wants to take something away from it and learn something and question a thing that they didn't think of before, just because it's not in some kind of high intellectual format, it doesn't make it any
3: less valuable. Grad school isn't for everyone. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I mean, I'm coming from like, I would say a rather glittery, sparkly background of dance. Um, mm. I will say when I started like delving into a lot of the- like, yes, like crime theories related to crime, but a lot of theories, where I'm just sort of like, yeah, let me investigate years of my life. Trying to look and act a certain way, right? I mean, so yeah. like I went through that yeah. process yeah. in grad school of of essentially what this movie is asking. That's true. The viewer to do. Um, and not just like from a female perspective, but also for men to, to engage in that process. And, yeah. you know, anyways, grad school is not for everyone. If they put this in a palatable format, it's more powerful. Yeah, time.
0: sure. That's true. Yeah. That's think, true. think about like back. 2000 i want to say 2010 oh we're mash is happening by the way choppers coming in radar hears them uh but you know think back like 13 ish years ago when the word feminism started being used in more of like a pop culture kind of Mm. sense. you know like pop culture figures start embracing the idea of being a feminist and just using the term uh i think has transformed it made it more comfortable Uh, more comfortable usage of it and and just more comfortable with the idea of gender equality, uh, just by that, just exposure to the word and like dissociating it from the previous association, which was always like people burning their bras in the seventies, like hippies talking, you know, fighting the man and
3: right. And and I think
0: folk songs,
3: something like feminism can be as varied as oftentimes varied as varied as women. In the world, true. yeah, sure. it means you know? different
2: things yeah. to different people. Definitely, right?
3: yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's like a working, yeah. solid definition in terms. I mean, I'm sure if like if I could go and Google it, and yes, we right. would find There'll one. But then definition. we could probably argue about it and say, well, that's not what it means to me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And as a woman, but, it, can can I invalidate some other woman's perception of it? No, not really. I mean, yeah. if that's their experience, exactly. mm-hmm. you know,
0: but just the fact that it's the idea the very yeah. concept of it is mo- much more comfortably spoken of and embraced when we start analyzing situations through different viewpoints and things like that uh okay barbie any any final comments
2: um ryan gosley was hot <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay
2: he yeah. was kin
0: he was Kinnuff. Oh, Kinnuff. I yeah. don't know if you saw the t-shirt. No, but that's I get it. It's good. You get it? Yeah, it's all right. I saw the trailer three times. Because <laughs> I saw Indy twice, and I saw, it was before Mission uh, Impossible too. Oh, okay. So, I feel like I've seen You've the movie, seen in a sense. You know, like,
2: Will Ferrell is in it.
0: Yes, I know. He's in the trailer. Uh, uh Her being Barbie that. is in the trailer. Her having issues being Barbie and questioning herself is in the trailer. Then her going... To the real world and Ken joining us in the trailer, and then her running through the offices of Mattel where people, Will Ferrell shakes his fist. It's all in the tra- like I feel so like. So, like
2: Ken goes to the real world mm-hmm. and he, so in the Barbie land, they think that, you know. Kind of like the way they portrayed, it, like, women were more had the upper hand in the Barbie land. Okay. And the men were kind of accessories to the women. Sure. Try so trophy Ken, pieces. Right. So, then Ken goes into the real life and re- realizes it's a man's world. Okay. And so, he brings those ideas back to Barbie land. And then mm-hmm. that's where, like. The oh,
0: he corrupts Barbie land. Oh. And
2: then that's it's where. It's not going to
3: fly.
0: Right. <clears throat> okay. Well, again. Uh, grad school is not for everybody if this (laughs) helps change uh, a man's view on um, patriarchy versus matriarchy and (laughs) such things then great thumbs up right i suppose uh this is always the issue it's it's our issue it's the man's issue like we we're the ones who need to uh redefine how we uh look at ourselves like what masculinity is relative to femininity and all this like that's that's on us. I don't know. I was just talking with somebody about how to do this.
3: Stop trying to legislate our bodies.
0: Well, that's yes. for sure. <laughs> <Absolutely>. Stop it. <laughs> okay, we'll work on that.
3: <laughs> I'm not legislating your penises.
0: Don't no, Cuz if
3: I did, cuz
2: if I, I did, would, y'all would have mandatory people would uh, have what do you call those operations
0: at 18? At 16. Yeah.
3: Okay, well, that would be sterilization, and that but would also that be, one? like, Nazi that Germany. That the, no, but that's reversible,
2: so they can, like, have <laughs> it reversed, like, when they're 25, 26.
3: Oh, well, Back I think and forth, should, huh? by the way, start earlier than 18. Yeah, that's what I was
2: thinking. I was, like, maybe, like, 15 years. Can't we just...
3: Can't someone come up with a pill?
2: I was just going <laughs> to say, Carol,
0: on the pill, pill oh, form. On. I think there was one. Did yeah, they there do was- that.
4: But, like, there was also, like, would you really trust a man to remember to take it? I mean, no. The consequences wow. do not lie with him. <laughs> no.
3: But also, I would say, we, like, as as a woman, it's my responsibility. I also don't expect any man to believe me Yeah, that I'm taking you say it. You're taking- so I would say, yeah. you use as many kinds of contraception as you need to use to feel comfortable to engage in this moment. Right, fair. That's a fair. Just saying, mm-hmm.
0: yes. You know, I forget how we got here, but
3: we got here. But I'm just saying, here don't about stop legislating, legislating women's, women's oh, bodies yeah, right. okay. and the things, because we're not going to legislate your penises. But I so, totally would love it if mm-hmm. there was an option for like the pill for guys. So, that, mm-hmm. like, I mean, there's plenty of guys out there that are like, I don't want to make a baby. I just want. Oh get yeah, on. for sure. They might remember to take it if it's related to sex.
0: Mm, yeah. It's possible. It's it's quite possible. I don't know. I mean, come on science. I, I, yeah, <laughs> let's let's get it together. And come on guys, let's get behind this too because classic you guys, be guys asking like asking for it. Oh, as soon as the idea you're going to mess with my with my, my stuff, like uh-uh, that's a no-no. Yeah, you,
4: yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, I, might, I might have it might be side effects. This might right. like my oh, wait. Behavior day to day, my mental state, right.
3: and yeah, um, right. uh-uh. yeah my nope. my increased like cancer right. risks. I might know, get blood these clots. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean all
4: the things. That, that would be terrible if it ended up doing anything like that. Oh
3: yeah. It'd be horrible. Yeah, we're a yeah, bunch of dry you, babies. you are man babies. Yeah.
0: But that being said, I think it is a compelling argument that if it means getting more of some. Then that might be a powerful motivating device for uh, guys to get behind this. So if if you're okay with
3: the side effects of, you know, a performance enhancement drug,
1: a little blue pill. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Oh, you're talking about men in general.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I think if you're good with saying, (laughs) like, okay.
0: Yeah, exactly. If you're going to mess with it that way, why not mess mess with with it it that way? You should
3: also be willing to say, wow. And women. Combine both. Uh, yeah, I mean, the campaign for ways. that would be like, I think it's really hot that your sperm aren't infecting my body.
0: <laughs> infecting. <you know?
3: laughs>
4: Infiltrating. Yeah, Infiltrate. right.
3: I don't want to okay. make babies with you, but I do want to get it on with you. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
3: Right, which
2: is right. what, you know, I think like 75% of the time, that's the state of mind.
0: Right.
3: And then yeah. I would yeah. say oh, more than, more than, more than, that. than yeah. <laughs>
0: We know you're special. 100%
3: of the time. (laughs) (laughs) 100% of the time, I do not want to make babies.
0: Guys, let's move on from legislating our bodies. (laughs) And let's start legislating the atom. Let's get into Oppenheimer. Carolyn, again, you've not seen this. (laughs) I'm going to have thoughts about it, though. (laughs) Do you have any that you want to start off with before we talk about what actually
3: happened? I love Killian Murphy's RBF.
0: RBF. What does that stand for? in bitch face. Oh,
3: okay, gotcha. Um, There's like so many memes out there of there of him being judgy, and I love him for it. And I don't know if yeah. he. I'm sure he must be aware of how his
0: face looks, but I've
3: been a fan of his I since so. like
0: early days. Well, and you were a big Peaky Blinders person too, as well. Oh
3: yeah, I mean, for sure. But I mean, yeah. I liked him back. What was the zombie movie he did?
0: Yeah. Way oh, twenty eight days, days later. later.
3: Twenty eight days later. Right. Yeah. yeah. I liked him, in that, and that—that was, I think, like pre-Batman, and you know, oh yeah, yeah and that's you know, right. We'll yeah. yeah, right. Like that, you know, but I've been mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's a I I good I'm, actor. I like him as an actor. Yes, he's attractive, but I like you know, he's good. I think I'm I'm a little late to the Killian Murphy
2: party. Um, I did not realize he was quite as good looking as he is. <laughs> um, and since the last, I think since we went to watch it, I've been looking at a lot of memes and videos of this man.
0: Are you entranced uh, by his face? I
2: am very yes.
0: It's a it's a fascinating yes. face. It is
3: very. It's almost a little feminine. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, Like he would make yeah. a
2: really hot woman as well. Like mm-hmm. he's know, a pretty man. Would you say? Yes, but he's also not like. There's also like a.
0: There's an oddness to it though, like a, like an alien quality uh, or some kind of. It's the cheekbones.
3: Yeah, and the high cheekbones, like, full lips, yeah. big the, eyes, like, clear
0: eyes, clear big clear, eyes. Yes. Yeah Mm. makes yeah okay so it's an interesting face um
3: but i think some faces that we really like have that they could cut truly they could go either way depending on how the hairstyle is i mean even like a young johnny depp
0: oh you feel like young johnny depp's face could go a couple different ways Mm
3: -hmm. yeah oh yeah actually young young
0: depp you think he could be like that's an attractive man right like yeah i mean universally he's hot, but
3: i'm thinking like okay when my hair was short for a decade and i literally had it everything from a mohawk to a high and tight mm-hmm. like peaky blinders to mm-hmm. like i have a jarhead marine haircut right yeah yeah and yes, I would say that my, I I loved the fact, and one of the reasons why I cut my hair off was to just have men like make them question what their idea of beauty was. Because mm-hmm. I had one too many men say, "Never cut your hair; your hair's beautiful." Right. In my twenties, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, watch me shave yeah. it. Right. <laughs> watch me, GI Jane this shit." Stop right
0: legislating now. my hair. That's Yo, what you seriously exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, Oppen- Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. Right. okay. Killian it's important we talk hot, about
3: Cillian Murphy's face,
0: though. <laughs> I think it is an important fact because he is in almost every frame of this movie. Yes. This movie is three hours long. Yes. Uh, I will say, for me, it didn't feel like three hours. I don't know about Catherine Strishmo. You, we all saw it this past weekend. That means nothing to the listener, but we saw it recently <laughs> within the last five to One six days. One week ago from yes. this recording. exact. Thank you uh how did how was the time aspect for you guys
4: yeah it didn't feel like three hours i wasn't aware that it was
3: three hours at all until you said okay. that yeah
0: same same okay
3: but i i so who else is in it okay so robert downey so yes emily blunt, blunt. Is,
0: mm, emily blunt plays his wife kitty
2: josh Hartnett. malik yep robert downey jr
0: mm-hmm uh, Jack Flo?
3: Quaid related to Dennis Quaid?
0: Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his face? Alden? Oh and my right? god, he
3: has to be. They look exactly the fucking same. Yes. Sure, so he on. is the son of Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid.
0: Oh, okay. Yes. Makes yes. Sense.
3: yes. Totally. You can totally. Now use, you can see it. Read, now, right. And then you no, I mean it. I definitely see Dennis Quaid, but now that it's oh yeah okay I see it right.
0: Yeah. So it's a, it's a large movie. It is, uh, I, I wasn't sure how to feel about it leaving it. I had to, I had to do some processing and everything. And also I've been reading oh the book. What?
3: Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's son is in his thirties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, th- think about it. Like. <laughs>
0: Uh, No, time is a liar. I know. I know.
3: (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought the 70s was 30 years ago. Yeah. No, 30 (laughs) years ago. I'm in my sixth decade. Mm. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. It's we can't start thinking like that, guys. It's it's too much. It's way too much.
3: Like he's like he I'm at the end of my 30s. He's at the beginning of his 30s. And that's still weird. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, it's weird sorry for
0: sure. <laughs> Time. So epic Christopher Nolan cast, a very large and unwieldy story. Uh, I've been reading the book that this is based off of American Prometheus. It's one of these. It's a doorstop, right? So it, it does a really good job, though. In hindsight, as I'm thinking about it, like it hits ticks all the boxes of the story, like the big moments that you want to see him and Einstein. Him and Truman, the blood on my hands. Get Mm. this guy out of here. uh, The Trinity test, everything leading up to Trinity. It's a lot of material to cover. It's really dense material. I definitely want to see it again, at least a couple of times, just because it was flying by. And I know this stuff fairly well, Mm -hmm. and it was still cruising by at such a pace where, like, if you miss that one line explaining the marbles in the different cups and what they represent, like, you're going to be totally lost. Like, what, what does this mean? Why? Um, but they did it. He did it. I don't know. He he somehow okay. lands it. Yeah.
3: So I have since you know more about this time period, and I have not read that book. And I I fully admit that once we get into like World War II, I sometimes I tune out. In well, history. Step
0: right this way. I'll tell you um, about
3: it. <laughs> like yes and no. do you know what I mean? Like yes and no. Like I mean I know some temple things. I know I get. I'm sure you like who was involved in the development on this project at the same time. I'm like, I don't know the inner workings of that project because I haven't looked at that specifically. So, I mean, he's tasked with making the atom bomb. Right.
0: Yeah. So he's, I mean, one of the reasons probably that you're not so into it is just it's so many people. I mean, it really (laughs) is hundreds and hundreds of of different people from all around the world coming together, everybody adding their (laughs) bit.
3: Exceptionally so, smart people.
0: Definitely. Yeah. But so, they're I mean, like, they're, let's kill people. Smart people.
3: Um, well. Yes and no. Wait, no, I see Catherine's yes, face too.
0: Yes and no. <laughs> okay. So as soon as they, I mean, they, they do illustrate this fairly well in the film, I think, you know, as soon as that, as soon as they split the atom, uh, people who understand this realm of physics, the, the mm-hmm. quantum realm of physics understand the potential the the lethal potential for the energy that uh, is released upon fission, and so they automatically understand that, especially with the world the way it was at that point, arming up uh, everywhere, Mm -hmm. that this is going to be turned. It's going to be weaponized. Like there's no way it's not going to be exactly.
4: I mean, there was the race to get it ready for uh, to beat the Germans, yes. Which and the the Germans were leading the way. The war ended. Yes. Well, Germany capitulated, but the Japanese were still
3: going.
0: Yes, fighting. Hence. And so it's it, many of the the key physicists who were working on this material were Germans. Many of them were German Jews as well. So mm. uh, there was it, it was a real race. Like just the idea, mm. people understand people who. Who understood the potential? Understood that, like, we're not the only ones thinking about this. They're thinking about it, and Germany is all about. There was a real the urgency world,
3: yes. real urgency oh, but, yeah. for it. Yeah, totally. And um, this might be a dumb question, but this is a no, World question. War II question. Do and do they even touch on this? Like, could the war have been resolved without? Yes.
0: This is the controversial conversation have, because seeing that Germany was, had already yeah
2: Germany had already kind of like were I mean, out they were to like killed themselves done and they mm. even mentioned it in the movie where like the fighting even in Japan was coming to a, to an end like they weren't I don't think they they and this is I just don't this is why I didn't like the movie because I felt like they're glorifying this act of
0: you know Mm, creating
2: destruction right and whether you you know on whichever side of that like side of the ward like people were dying like Mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day innocent people died in japan as well like and then to sit here in this time and age and to glorify and you can say it was not glorifying because they showed like his moral fight with Mm -hmm. what he did Mm -hmm. but it is glorifying the man who created an atom bomb which killed millions of people and I don't think we should be doing that.
0: That's a fair point. What, is, what was the glory, I guess, would be my question. Like, what was like, the... The
2: fact that we're talking about him now, right? Now his name is... We're talking about this man in... There's some people who, you know, think he'd, what he did was great. It needed to be done. But, like, why are we even... Why was there a need to have make the movie?
0: Okay. So, I think to have these kinds of discussions... I think that's a big part of it because this is an ongoing historical discussion. Uh, I don't, I don't think there is necessarily right, wrong answer here. I totally understand exactly what you're saying. Many people would agree with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think. Had you ever heard of J. Robert Oppenheimer Mm -hmm. before all this stuff? No. So, okay. So it's kind of like bringing this figure out and examining him. I didn't find it. Actually, that's not true because I was complaining during the break about how the whole time this is my, my gripe with the movie. They're just doing this, like, uh, um, elevating the, the white man protagonist of this thing of like, you're just so special, Robert. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Robert, I don't see the world the same way that you do. Don't you get it? You're special. You're here for a reason. You know, you're supposed to do special things. How fucking special this guy is, right? the reality is, I don't know that he was as exceptional, maybe as that would lead you to believe. We talked about this a bit at the time as well, but like he you know, his his work on black holes is becoming more and more relevant to uh, contemporary science. So that's something. But otherwise, he didn't have like the mm, general or special relativity theories, that kind of thing. Uh, it wasn't the same type of thinking as Einstein. Right. He was more involved in quantum physics. That's pretty progressive, especially for the time. That's really where him and Einstein kind of parted ways. Uh, but he was more, I guess the reason we focus on him is because he coordinates all these minds. He's able mm. to sort of take all these different ideas and personalities and synthet- synthesize them into this project. So he's a good successful. manager. But yeah, he basically
4: is, to be that he has vision. I think that's the thing. Nobody sure. else quite has the overview. Is there is there
3: any analysis of this film from like like a leadership standpoint, like visionary leader, like etc. Like does mm, anyone it's only a matter of yet? time. Yeah, I'm sure They're doing it Something. right now
0: <laughs> because it is it is a lot of there there is definitely a couple of montages of him like standing in the desert pointing like put that over there yeah. and we'll do it over like this and hire that person. So okay. that that's a part of it.
4: But he didn't um, drive it to be geographically where it was. He his passions yes. were always being in the desert and physics, and he yeah, managed right. to make those two things collide. <laughs> the together, quite literally, yes. collide um, in the desert. You know, you know what I mean? So it's there was there was a lot of he had a lot of sway um, for whatever reason. Um, he was clearly respected in his own time. And there, I think there is, I think it, it kind of started as most things do. It's just an exploration of the science. It's like, how far can we push mm-hmm. this? Is this possible? Mm-hmm. Is this feasible? And then there was the realization of, well, this is, this is basically a massive bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was, it was almost like, it becomes like, well, can we do that? It, you know, it's, it's not like, should we, it's like, how is that feasible that right. we're in, we're inventing technologies doesn't exist. Like the science doesn't exist to uh-huh. do this yeah. when they first start out. So they build all of that. So that is a massive achievement.
3: <laughs> so mm-hmm. one of the things in in science in general, and and I mean, I deal with the human research side of things, but I, I deal with like a lot of the technology side of how that affects policing. But, you know, so like body-worn cameras and tasers, it's like, okay, but science in general whatever branch you're on, I just always like the older I get, the more I keep coming back to the Jurassic park quote, mm. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, Ian Malcolm sitting there and while they're at having their fancy lunch at Jurassic mm-hmm. park. And I realize like, what is he supposed to be a titian or whatever yes. he is? He's really an ethicist is what, because he's saying, you know, your sciences are so, your scientists are so preoccupied with whether or yes, not they could, they, they didn't they stop they to did. think Absolutely. if they should. And that's yeah. like, mm-hmm. that's, can be applied Absolutely. to every Everything. science, technology, yes. et cetera, that mm-hmm. comes out. Like, yes. are we stopping and thinking about in the in the race of like, can yeah. we, can we yeah. make this happen? Are we stopping and saying, but should we make this happen? Yeah.
4: But I, I don't know had the, um, you know, the geopolitical kind of, you know, um, climate not changed whether this would have had the go ahead because it was so unfeasible. The science didn't exist. It was going to be massively expensive. But, you know, there were theories that then, you know, were tantalizing in, well, if we had something like this, we could end the war, you mm-hmm. know, and then it mm-hmm. it then got sanctioned because of that, I feel. Right. Right.
0: Right. Certainly. Yeah. I mean, as with many th- Things uh, are the result of that kind of uh, the arsenal of democracy and all that, and building up these huge manufacturing capabilities and trying to solve wartime problems and then applying that later to civilian matters.
2: Yeah, I mean, what was interesting, like, I mean, yes, I guess, but what was interesting to me, the second half of the movie, or the second or the last quarter of the movie, was then dedicated to how they needed to stop. Getting this into the hands of the Russians, yes, mm, you know, mm-hmm. and so yes. like they triggered their own arms mm-hmm. race, essentially. Yeah, which or, I, I
4: think was something he anticipated. Actually, he was an advocate for transparency and openness with their allies, yes. and Russia was an ally at the time. And um, the fact that they were not uh, open then elicited the Cold War, effectively. So he predicted he did predict that.
0: Well, and also he, his his message, like this was his recommendation post bomb was, hey, President, you should be ta- talking to Russia. You should let them know that we have this weapon. Tell them, tell them about it. Like the, yeah. like you say, like the more transparency we have around this thing, mm-hmm. the more we can control it and decide to regulate it. Uh, and so Truman throws him under the bus, though it, yeah, he does nothing. Just- so they go to this Potsdam conference which is the key moment where he's with uh, Stalin and Churchill and and while they're testing Trinity and he gets the the green light that it works uh, that Oppenheimer checks in with him. is like, you talked to him about the bomb, right? You talked to Stalin about, you told him about all like what we're working on and the big deal it is. And he's like, Oh yeah, 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 definitely. But he, he He never did. did. He just sort of alludes to it. And Stalin knew anyway, because he had two people in the, los alamos anyway reporting back right. on what they were doing so it was going to happen i, I want to return to the what you brought up Shishma, because it's it's the key conversation and I, you know there's no resolving it i don't think but like i think it's important that we have the discussion because especially as i'm an american carolyn's an american catherine is english you are huh, whoever you Define yourself Indian. Well, right. But you grew up, you know, like culturally. So just as like somebody without a stake historically in this conversation, like you feel like no bomb.
2: Yeah. I feel like no bomb. Like one of the things that I, I watched this movie and I thought about, and I think I read somewhere. I don't remember, but like, um, like there's people who like, there's people in Japan today who would have lost people in that bombing. And imagine how they feel watching, like, to even know that this movie was made.
0: Do you feel like this movie was disrespectful to those people? Yes, absolutely. Because of the glorification of this yeah. guy? Okay. Yeah.
3: okay. How much, how many films I'm not, do we have about Nazi Germany and how many films do we have that's about true. Japan?
2: Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, cause I'm watching, I've watched this movie, like, I understand, like, there's so many, like, even if you watch any of the James Bond movie and the way they, like, the villain that they characterize at any given time yeah. is always, you know, some external force. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I, sh- I, this one really, like, it kind of moved me to think, like, there's, you know, there's literally, like, there's people who died and, I don't know the intricacies of what was happening with Japan at that time. I just know that outside of anyone who was involved with the war, there were innocent people who did lose their lives. And for them to watch this movie out there about the guy who invented or so-called, you know, brought to fruition this bomb that actually caused the death. Like, I just, it it seems like a lot to process. Yeah, it's a loss I of
3: Who were alive and then the devastating part of thinking about, well, who, who have we also lost that was never even created because the people that would have, they would have grown into, I mean, how many civilians were involved or, or killed? Not just not involved that they have no choice in this. They're not, you know, Mm -hmm. but like, what are the numbers on that for Japan? Yeah.
0: As, as far as numbers of people directly impacted by losses. From the bomb. Oh, okay.
3: Right. I mean like yeah. I mean, we're talking we've spent you know, some of us have spent time with this material, but like, I can't quote you that. That's sad.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah. And 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 it's it's radio, like it it's
2: not I'm just the Google bomb, it. like there's after effects of like the radio radioactivity sure, sure. that would have impacted mm-hmm. quality of life for years to come in that region. Yeah. Definitely. The
3: bombings killed between 129,000 and hundred and twenty nine thousand and two hundred and twenty six people, most of whom Sorry, 226,000 people, most of whom were civilians and remain the only use of nuclear weapons in armed conflict. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's a, that's a city. I mean, there were yeah. two cities, obviously, but. Right,
0: right. Oh, and that's, that's probably just very close. Really. Like you say, that's there's kind of probably accurate. yeah, much more spread out. I mean, then if you th-
3: take the toll of, yes, the broader implications of that in terms of future generations in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, you know, mm-hmm. what would those places have been like population wise now if that hadn't occurred?
0: Mm-hmm. So I think we also need to contextualize. I mean, we're looking at this through very clear eyed. I get what you're saying and I'm with you to a certain degree. I guess the thing is, like, we have to put ourselves back in the shoes of those people back then, living in that war year, going into you know year five of this war, and all of your relatives are dying abroad, and it looks to be so. The st- the stats on the Japan invasion, the Operation Downfall or uh, Olympic, whichever you prefer to use, they they kind of estimated that it was going to definitely go through most of forty six, I think probably into forty seven would have cost a million American lives. So, a life is a life, regardless. I, I understand that. As an American, though, it's like, obviously, this is our our narrative is that we want to preserve American lives. Right. In a war that we did not start. Uh, and Japan had been hmm. very- In a war, resistant. we were
3: also isolationists for a very long time before entering.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, you know, the the Pacific campaign of taking back the islands was a nightmare- So many people died, both sides. So the idea of like full Japanese mainland invasion, they had estimated the Japanese army to be at about a million people. And that was the timeline for 46, 47. Uh, In reality, as we've later found out, they had 3 million soldiers there. So it just would have been awful for both sides all around for several more years to come. I'm not saying that that justifies the decision. But it is, it plays, you know, it's part of the, the facts that play into such a decision of like, well, we can drag this out and we can kill a whole bunch of people over the course of the next three to five years, or we can kill a whole bunch of people and wrap this up by the end of the week. I I don't know. That's the, that's the, uh, the moral question, right? Like that's the debate. Uh,
3: I, I'm not arguing with, and I'm not even arguing, but like I hear you on all of that. And I'm not trying to, I guess I'm not trying to pass judgment on the decisions made then in world war 2 i'm thinking more from like the perspective of hollywood today yes that's the thing and and i guess i would say like hollywood in general has focused very much on world war ii historically because they were used for for propaganda Mm -hmm. um you know we have uh before world war ii already had um you know many jewish communities that had that then also had ties to europe um we also if i'm not mistaken we're not really taking any uh refugees initially from Mm -hmm those populations. But, but I feel like we have a lot of different media viewpoints on, um, the European side of world war II. obviously Mm -hmm. we're, we're a Eurocentric country in the United States. What we don't necessarily have. And, and this is kind of a, I, I would say like a failing of Hollywood where it's like, okay, we're, we're doing the, we're doing Oppenheimer. Yes, these are fascinating people. They're brilliant people. Not questioning the decisions that were made then, or to end this war as quickly as possible. I'm more like, so Hollywood, when are we gonna get like
0: the Marie, Marie Curie or something like that?
3: Yeah, when are we gonna get the the Japanese side of this? Oh, oh, gotcha. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say there, there
4: is a Marie Curie film, I believe.
0: Oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But I mean, it, it, I mean, has yeah. has this has this subject? There's never been an a, uh, an Oppenheimer film before. Is that correct? There hasn't been one that touches this subject. I don't
0: not In the same way,
4: cause of the issues. I mean, I, f- I feel like this is. It could this be. This is a very important piece of history.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: That is worth remembering.
3: Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not sure it's
4: glorifying anything particularly other than, um I don't know, it's just because uh, it, it, it does leave you with more questions. It's not like it's wrapping it up in a nice bow. It's not like a happy ending right. or anything. It's not saying, yay, America, we did it. Woo. Like the rest of the world. And, it, and you know, it, it's it's a complex um and um yeah uh, I, mean, I don't know
0: well I, he's he's consumed with the regret like uh, you know that's part of the reason why we would tell his story you don't you're not buying it you don't i mean this I just, is this I, is I the I arc of a human though so like this is the emotional arc is that
3: yeah but we're doing it from a white male perspective again I again and I again understand and again, but again,
0: again, like again, it was a bunch of white yeah. males on the program i mean that's just a history thing but you know Uh, it's the, you know, the, the fact that he does this terrible thing, but then recognizes he does the terrible thing and then is trying to, you know, toothpaste back in the tube or control it or advocate, you know, Mm -hmm. again, like you say, Catherine, it's, it's complicated. You know, there it's a, it's a complex issue to discuss ever, let alone with the actual people involved in the decisions they were making and why they were making them.
3: Right. And I I I agree that it should should I'm not saying we should jerk
0: this guy off all day, but I mean. No, no,
3: but I I, I get both sides, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, I understand it is a part of history that we should talk about. And I'm like, you know.
2: Like, is it though? Like, do we need to talk about why he created? Like, do we need to talk about him creating this bomb? I think it's. Yeah,
1: I think we do. I think it's for this reason. I was going to say it's
3: generating this kind of conversation, which is important to recognize
0: Harnessing the power of splitting the atom, I mean, that's like a huge thing for humanity.
3: Maybe. I don't know.
0: You don't think so? Like, understanding that the world is subatomic? I mean, we it? have
2: that understanding. Of course, of, of course, we have that understanding. But do we need a movie about how he split that atom and then created a bomb out of it? And what his thought process was behind that? I want the Kenmore well, documentary. it right? happened.
4: It was It's history. There's and been it's influential. momentous. It's difficult.
2: Okay. But nothing good came out of it. What good came out
0: of it? That's part of the discussion. Like, that's the good thing that came out of it was the war ends. But there's also a bunch of bad shit that comes with it.
4: Like, nuclear power plants and things like that. You know, the same technology then goes on and, in theory, gets harnessed for the benefit of humanity. I mean, I know, I know, I know that's also controversial. I mean, nuclear power in itself
2: is not something like that's not. I know it's it's a strong source of energy, but it's not, like, the
4: most stable source of energy. It can be, though. I think, actually, it can be. It's just, you know, um, the the problem is humans are involved.
3: Mm. <laughs> right. Yes. The humans are the unstable part of the equation. Led to every,
4: um, but
2: I feel like, yes, you know, I mean, in terms of energy, like, you don't have to split the at- atom to get energy. Like, there are various methods of getting energy that are just, like i don't know i don't know i understand what you guys are saying and i get the significance of it i get the science of why it's you know having that understanding of what comes out of going into that level of you know detail i believe you know the study of energy is you know it has to be done but it's just for me as you know like it just i i I feel like like we could have done without the movie interesting okay no I think I prefer
3: the Ken Burns documentary that might give me both this story and the story of other things in context. Right. I,
0: this is, uh, it is, <sighs> I was kind of surprised at first watching it unfold, this movie, over its three hours that the Trinity test happens very much like middle, middle. late middle. Yeah. Like I kind of in my mind, I had pictured this as sort of a, a Trinity movie, but it's it's a biopic. I mean, it's it's his story. Yeah, we're seeing this story told through his eyes. They're important eyes because he was uh, coordinating everything and conceptualizing and synthesizing and everything. So that's. I'm not. I get what you're saying, though. But uh, I also I do think that the understanding of the atomic and subatomic world and quantum physics that yeah,
2: that's, of the yeah.
0: era, you know, like that that's stuff that we're still trying to figure out, and and will be uh such a huge thing to understand when we finally do have better understanding of, you know, we still don't really, but uh, I think that is certainly worthy of uh telling telling the story of, I guess. Because you know, otherwise, why would you tell any story? Like, why would they put out that uh Michael Keaton McDonald's movie about the guy who mm-hmm. made McDonald's successful? Like, who gives a shit? You know, like I'll go in there for the burgers. Like, but the story of the vision and all that and how they did it. Makes it worthy. I don't know, but also it's your opinion. Guess, you know, like
2: <laughs> yeah, who I cares mean, what we think. Just from my, just, that's just my perspective. <laughs> like, I just, yeah. I, 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 it was a good movie, I guess, for the most part. I just didn't really connect with. Uh...
0: Listen, did you connect with Florence Pugh and her boobies reading from the Vedas? A while <laughs> tell me your thoughts. It's a very controversial. Controversial. Uh, what's that? Con- controversial.
3: You said shool. Oh, controversial. It's very
0: controversial. Uh, sex scene. It was controversial.
2: I mean, they, I, uh, it would, <laughs> I get why people are upset. Like, there's, you know, you just, you know, it, Usually one wouldn't associate sex and the bug with pizza together. So can you together. <laughs> describe the
0: scene as as you feel comfortable? Like, like, I mean, with, she was basically
2: like, uh, I think he was, he she was writing him and she got when got the book and somehow it turned him on to see her reading from the book as she was writing him. Sure. Um, And then I guess he might have finished as he said, I am becoming death or some shit like that.
0: Yeah, she demands that. Yeah. He read the yeah. the, the original Sanskrit, uh, and it's, uh, people are upset about it. Um,
2: uh, I yeah, I, there's 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 a very big Hindu nationalist movement in India that I could see how um, they get butthurt about the littlest things. Um, this one is a really big thing.
0: Is this a, a holy text? It is a holy text. Okay, yes. so that's it's a, one, a, of the one of the. I'm gonna push some buttons. Yes. Yeah, okay.
2: Um, it would be kind of like someone reading from the Bible as they're having sex.
0: Okay. Which or, just, which just I'm seems sure like, people
4: do that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but, it's, yeah, but like, it's, it's so not horny. It's so not <laughs> the thing to do. Like what? <laughs> um, you, don't,
4: you don't know. So, so, so well, that's true. Do it. <laughs> hey,
0: I'm sure there's an audience. I know there's an audience for it. I guarantee it. <laughs> Catherine, you were at this screening with us. Do you have any mm. thoughts? Yeah. I mean,
4: uh, I. I enjoyed the film. I mean, to me, I, I think if I had to, if I had to review it, I would just say it's intense. I mean, the whole thing is intense. The way the yeah. storytelling um, is laid out in, it's really, it's very, it's very immersive. The soundscape was mm, very intense.
1: Yeah.
4: Um, uh, Killian Murphy face, eyes, cheekbones, like, mm-hmm. like there in the frame you know, a resting bitch face intense. Yeah. It was the, like the whole thing was a lot. And I'd, I think I'd like to see it again. Um, I mean, I, I knew of him. I knew of some of the background. I didn't know a huge amount of detail. Um, I mean, I don't know whether how much I can trust this to be as factually correct as possible, I mean Hollywood is Hollywood I've no doubt things were mm-hmm. tweaked for uh, dramatic purposes um I mean and and it's a film for entertainment and it did it it was a good story you know um and it was told well um and yeah the visuals were great the sounds were great it was all it was quite overwhelming can the concepts were overwhelming as well so yeah mm-hmm. it was so yeah. um, but you know, if you want to, yeah, it, 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 I, yeah, I very much enjoyed it and would like to see it again. I think, Um and I would, it would probably make me go away and look for something factual to kind of see how close was this. So you know, maybe I'll be borrowing that book from you,
0: like. Oh yeah, I'll, it. for sure. <laughs>
2: I will call, it's like, my prediction, okay. um, an award for Robert Downey
0: Jr. Yeah, oh, it, he's... He was great. He <laughs> was such so so a slime ball. I mean, yeah. I did not yeah. know who
4: this person was at all.
0: No, nor I, uh, but he's just another real one of life, 50s but then, white d- You know, we've yeah. seen him in all these movies, yeah. basically. Another Just one of those.
4: Yet, yet another ambitious, overambitious politician mm-hmm. yeah. who's using and pulling strings. And then thankfully, he gets uh, literally handed his hat.
0: Yes, he does.
4: Which is why we probably, I, he, the, his name is irrelevance.
0: It's not, not gone down right? in history. Yeah. 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 Just a boring, bland man. He, uh, it was nice to see Downey. Doing a real performance. Yes. It was nice to see him not doing the Tony Stark thing, right. oh, which he go, obviously yes. does very well. But like the jokes, the you know the attitude or whatever. Like he's playing an older gentleman, so they yeah. ad, they aged him up a little bit. And, and he
4: did. He I thought
2: he did. He was for me the like I was like oh it's so good to see him yeah, and like yeah, yeah. you know like that's great. It's like I saw Buddy after a long time.
0: Uh, <laughs> 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 Iron Man, there he is. What did you think about Damon?
2: He was okay. He was okay. It was really nice Vintage to see Damon Josh Hartnett.
0: <laughs> Hartnett he back. Was, he had back my the um, dead, yes.
2: He was my teenage crush. One of my teenage. Oh, okay. Questions.
0: So did you go see the faculty?
2: No, but I watched Pearl Harbor.
0: Oh, okay.
2: And there was one like I remember. I was like, oh my God, Josh Hartnett
0: you watched pearl harbor but you giving, giving this movie shit
2: i don't actually i didn't like pearl harbor either <laughs> you, okay okay that. so good good uh i remember being i was like cuz we were also studying his like that time in history okay. at that time cuz i was in school i think yeah. um and we were learning about world war 2 and the historical, you know, what was happening. So I remember studying that we were studying it in school and I watched this movie and I was like, are you guys like that? Also elicited, I remember some responses. I don't remember exactly what they were.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but yeah, I remember I was quite torn about the the propaganda of the American propaganda of it all. Yeah. Oh, see, so. see that,
4: that, that, I believe that definitely was like, sort of like a glorification, if I remember that yeah. correctly. That's like American. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, Americans, we we love to toot our own horn.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. It was, uh, it was was definitely American suffering is much more um, (laughs) important than anybody else's. Clearly,
3: oh, you know, I mean, because the rest of Europe (laughs) had been going through this war for how long before we entered it
0: yes yeah. well we did have a three hour movie that we had to contain <laughs> S- slightly put some parameters around but i understand points all taken okay so oppenheimer maybe check it out maybe not maybe it should exist maybe not this is the glory of our international panel of experts that's true this is we get different viewpoints and pr- perspectives and i'm sure we'll be talking about it some more mm, soon to come yeah yay. Yeah. So I have one more movie I want to talk about real quick. Do you guys have any other business that you would like to discuss of the summer vacation? I mean, have you guys seen anything else that has been uh, wildly compelling that no. people of today?:
2: There's one movie y'all shouldn't watch, which is this new movie that just released to Netflix called "Heart to Stone." Uh, featuring Gal Gadot. Gadot.
4: Oh, I heard but it was, was shit. So
2: bad. Hey, okay, Horrible. so
4: that's oh, sorry, that's a shouldn't
0: watch.
2: Okay, it's yeah. a shouldn't watch. Like she's mm-hmm. not even acting; like she's just speaking her lines. What is like zero is she emotion? Doing? I don't like, know. For, for
0: fuck's sake, I'm like I don't have any. I know nothing of her. She's a beautiful woman. Right. She's Wonder Woman. That first Wonder Woman right. movie is awesome. After that's all that, I know. Yeah, that,
2: she's I don't know. Her there's, no identity,
0: there's no identity. There's no direction. She's just showing up. Come on, gal. You can do this. I'm not... I don't think she is bad. There are times when she has been bad. Wonder Woman 84, she was literally like a... It was a poor performance.
2: Yeah. Even this one was very
0: bad. Uh, But I've seen her be good, too. So, whatever you did there, do that, is what I would recommend. <laughs> That's...
2: Fair. Fair recommendation. Yep. Thanks.
0: Wow. Um, Catherine, you are sort of like our art house... Film critic, I don't know if you know this, but you you tend to see artsier movies than the rest of us. Yeah. I think. Okay. Have you seen anything this past this couple months that's uh, maybe what? under the radar, maybe a little less uh, headline? I, I think the
4: last thing I saw that um, I absolutely loved was an, actually an Icelandic film called Driving Mum. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, it's black and white, and it's brilliant. I can't say enough about it. Everybody go see it. It's fabulous.
0: Okay. Be a paradise.
4: <laughs> it was be a paradise, but okay. I think,
0: okay.
4: uh, I don't know if you have room. I think you can possibly get it on something there, whether you can rent it. There is a beer Paradise channel on room. You know. okay. But yeah, I don't know how you'd get it outside of Iceland. We can find it anywhere, but, um, it's, is a,
0: mm-hmm.
4: it's a comic tragic comedy. Um,
0: it would have to be with that type of title, right so, um,
4: uh. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, it kind of starts – i mean I can give you a vague overview like please um, it just, it's okay, so it starts um on a farm literally middle of nowhere Iceland which, you know can be, you know if you're out in the countryside basically these this is how people live i mean these people get their um uh supplies someone comes in by boat just to their farm you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. um and it's a it's a guy it's a it's a mother and a son um and you know there's not really a lot going on and uh then one day his mother dies so he decides that the best thing to do they don't have a phone they don't have any radios he can't like say hey this has happened i mean they are cut off so effectively, like, dresses his mum up in, like, her best gear. He even puts makeup on her, even though he's got no concept to really have to do that. So it's kind of like a clown face on this dead sure. woman. Yeah. Puts her in the back of the car, like, sitting there. Um, and then drives her, you know, to civilization to basically mm. be like, yeah, my mum's dead. Uh, but during this journey, this, this then becomes a life journey, effectively, for him. The life he has not lived to date because he's been on this farm. Um, he has all of his adventures. Um, and yeah, it's quite a spectacular end. I, I, I can't really, it's very funny. It's very tragic. Um, and it's quite, it's quite beautiful.
1: Mm.
0: Lovely. Sounds, Sounds great. Yeah, Driving mom.
4: Driving mom.
0: Okay. There you go, listener. That's, uh, that's exotic Icelandic cinema input for you to enjoy Icelanders, they can put a film together, Yeah, you know, like once a year at least, like, I mean, they know what they're doing. So like, this has never been the case of the show before, but let's platform Iceland as a filmmaking hotspot. All Mm. right. Check out some of our stories. (laughs) At least
2: a popular location for filming. That's for sure.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly picture. You, You know,
2: I was
4: in the, in the UK recently and, um, it, almost everything that like I put on to watch with my mom and dad, there was something in there about Iceland. And my mom actually turned around and went, bloody Iceland, I'm sick of it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> well, we're very hot right now. We're very topical over here. <laughs> Fresh volcanoes and earthquakes and whatnot. I mean,
4: yeah. Who's not well, talking kind about of dried up a little bit, it?
0: Well, it has, yeah. Really? yeah I it's believe so. It's not
4: even smoking anymore.
0: Okay. So uh, the last thing I wanted to mention, well, two things. Number one, uh, Matthew Broderick reminds me I'm just about done with watching No Hard Feelings with Jennifer mm-hmm. Lawrence which is a very funny sex comedy. I think sh- it's a, it's a simple movie. I won't I won't get too into it or whatever, okay. but just know that like Jennifer Lawrence I think should at least be nominated for mm-hmm. Best Actor award or win. And it'll never happen because this is a sex comedy, but mm. she is awesome. And she is absolutely I hate to use the word almost because of the cliche, but fearless. Okay. She's doing shit. Like I just, I tip my hat to her. It's, it's really, uh, she's great. That's all I would say. And the movie is a lot of fun and, uh, that's a recommend too. But the big one that I wanted to talk about last night, I had an amazing evening with Spider-Man across Mm -hmm. the Mm Spider-Verse. Before you all shut – Catherine, wake up. I'm sorry. Before you all shut it down, I know that this is not the audience. Well, sure, you're the I audience. would never shut it down. Yeah, you would like this stuff. And I like it too. Spidey's never been my guy. I think I've, t- I've talked about it. i right. sure I'm a Batman guy, pretty mm. clear cut. Spider-Man, a little boring. But these movies, the Spider-Verse movies, this is this is what I'm looking for. Right. Like this, this is really is- good – um, production as well. Oh, Trish, but we talked about it on our mission to Cartoon on right. Wookie of the Year, our other podcast that we do. Guys, go check it out. Uh, I have a very love hate relationship with cartoons, especially cartoons for grown ups. Mm-hmm. They need to uh, have a, a particular visual aesthetic, or you know, like tick some right. boxes for me to really sure. enjoy it. And this movie, the or these two movies, uh, are so visually. They're kinetic almost, and compelling. Yeah,
2: they're almost like comic books come to life.
0: It's as close as you can get. Right. It's really incredible. Right. Um, Catherine, I know this is not your genre at all, but I would say like maybe throw it on sometime and mm. turn the sound off and just fucking look at it because yeah. there okay. are times what, like extraordinary moments where like there's like a beautiful scene uh, in this film last night towards the end where two characters are interacting and they finally if there's an issue I have with these movies, it's that it's almost too much. It's like, it's relentless, but then they manage to slow it down because they're smart storytellers and let these characters have moments together and be people. And when they do this, like in the background, I swear to you, if it's like, uh, Kandinsky's uh, animated in the background behind these characters, as they're talking, it was so, uh, hypnotic visually, and like, be- uh, like, yes, visually compelling. Um, it's doing, They're just doing all the things I've always wanted to see in a visual sense. And the animation is at a point where it is not distracting. It's actually enjoyable to watch. I don't see them as cartoons or even uh, caricatures in any way. They're just like the performances, the voice performances are just spot on. And the way they are brought to life in this medium, I mean, it's, it's really extraordinary. The first one won the... Oscar for best animated picture, yes. which I was happy to see. And this one should do the same thing. I mean, it's really like uh, a sight to behold.
2: As I told you, um, I haven't had a chance to watch across the universe yet. Yeah. Um, but I started today like rewatching watching um, Into the Spider-Verse.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm so excited to go home and watch the second one tonight.
0: Indian Spider-Man, Shrishma. <laughs> I was telling her earlier today. It is... He this dude is the star of the show. He will have his own spin-off something before it's all done, mark my words. But Indian Spider-Man in the Mubatan dimension is the best thing that's happened uh, I look for me to this it. year yeah. in the cinema. <laughs> it was he's so funny. He's such a funny character and looks awesome too, like yeah. a great design. Okay. Um, so we talk about remakes sometimes, and there are these sort of Forbidden properties. Everything's been remade except for a handful of forbidden properties that haven't been touched yet. So Back to the Future is one of mm. these. Uh, I think Harry Potter qualifies as well, but they will be remade eventually.
2: Yeah, they're remaking Harry Potter. Are they? Into into a a TV series. Show. Oh, fantastic. They've already cast uh, no it as well. Um, you
0: breaking news on this program? Look at you. Uh,
2: who did they cast as Dumbledore? This was an interesting choice. Uh...
0: I hope it's an an ancient, alcoholic, British actor of stage and screen who will die before they get past (laughs) episode two. (laughs) Okay, while Shrishma looks this up, I'm going to continue to gush about the idea. I love it. I think, you know, those movies are great. All the people are in them are great. But also, this property is bigger than that. And they should be redoing it or at least, like, spinning it out uh, away from uh, poor Daniel Radcliffe's face. Uh, but also I feel like this spider verse style of animation would be ideal for a Potter or a back to the future, something that has a lot of um, inherent wild and compelling visuals to it. This is a good way to do it. You don't have to necessarily recast or worry about like, Oh, how do you find another Michael J Fox or whatever the deal is? this would be a good way to do it. It's just animate those guys. It's nice to talk with you guys. It's, uh, it's nice to check in. We will let you, listener, it's nice to check in with you as well. I'm sure you've been talking to us the entire time. We can't hear you. That's not how podcasts work. <laughs> but we will keep you aware of when we will be returning and what the show is going to look like. And, and who knows? Uh, but we appreciate you spending this time with us. And gang, enjoy the rest of your vacay. Mm. talk to you on the flip side is that a thing it is okay well we'll, let's do that all right
1: right. bye bye bye